This episode of the podcast is brought to you by inviting a small child to your nephew's birthday party and asking him if he wants to take a swing at the pinata. And when he says yes, blindfolding him, getting him all dizzy, and then replacing the pinata with a beehive. Every secret has a unique weight to it, and you can only carry them for so long. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Roller Critics Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Frank. I'm Zach. And today we are doing In and Of Itself from Hulu. Mm-hmm. Zach, who's in it? One person. <laughs> Singular. Uh, you did not tell me in the last episode that this was basically a one-man play. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. I've so never seen it? a one-man play before. <laughs> uh, so In and of Itself came out in 2020. Yep. Directed by Frank Oz. Yeah. You have Derek Delgadio. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. It has, like, somebody else listed, but, like, I, there's nobody else in the movie. No, it's just him. It was uh, like Hall Shulman or something like that, but like I don't know who that is. I've never, I didn't. Maybe the guy. Well, doing... Frank Oz is notable. Homeboy made the Muppets. <gasps> really? He's like the guy. Whoa! Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and I guess like they kind of met through like I guess Frank mm-hmm. went to like one of the shows and because so basically what it did is like he he had the show going on in uh, in California mm-hmm. and then he brought it to New York and I guess like. I think they met in California. He went to go see the California show. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, he was like, wow, that was really cool. And then his wife was like, do you want to go meet him? <laughs> and he was like, not really. <laughs> and then <laughs> I'm good. And then he ended up meeting him. And then they ended up becoming friends. And he was like, hey, like, I'm trying to do like a special. Like, I would really, it'd be cool if you wanted to like direct it. Mm-hmm. And Frank was like, I don't really want to direct it. And yeah. he was like, come on. And he was like, all right, fine, I'll do it. And then they became like, I mean, friends. it's not really like directing it. It's I more mean, of just I like. I for like what it is, it's oh, kind yeah. of well directed. Absolutely. But like, it, I mean, it's probably one of like the easier directing jobs that he's had. Is it though? Because so the thing is like over right in the beginning, it says that this was like 500 and like whatever. Well, yeah. That, that many kind of like spliced in together. A row. So that means that he was directing 500 shows mm-hmm. every day. <laughs> is it though? Because it seems like he just. He directed one full show and then just did clips for other shows. No, I think that he direct. Well, no, but that's the thing is like he directed every single show, mm-hmm. and he he's the one who created the actual like how the show was gonna work, mm-hmm. and and then through that he filmed every single one of them and then spliced all of them together. Okay, so I do. So feel that's like, way more work. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a lot more work actually. Mm-hmm. But uh, basically, this is a. A man who just kind of tells stories and they're all kind of on the wall behind him and they all have like their own little thing. And at the end, I mean, it's just like, yeah. it's super emotional. Um, um, Cause it's five stories in total, I think. Yeah. Um, is there a specific one that you really like? Well, so let's yeah. just unpack it. Okay. So you start, you first start off with the rule Atista. Mm-hmm. And it's basically like him telling the story about this guy that he met at a bar, and this guy was like, "Hey, you're the rule Atista." And he was like, "What are you talking about?" And he mm-hmm. goes on the he goes on to this big story about how this guy was basically like playing Russian roulette in front of like an audience, and he just keeps adding more bullets uh, to to like up the ante, mm-hmm. and then it ends up getting to it like the the, the story kind of has like a heartbreaking ending, yeah, where the rule Atista like is in his home. Mm-hmm. And he gets robbed. Yeah, and then the he's like, "Do you know who I am?" You have any and idea then the guy who just I am? shoots him. And the guy fucking shoots him, and he just dies. And yeah. that's it. And that's the end of the story. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "God, like <laughs> that is awful." Yeah, but it also 
is a story about like mortality. Yeah. Like it literally is like, you know, pushing the boundaries of like what you can do and then becoming overconfident from it and then becoming humbled by a situation. And yeah. in this case, death. Mm-hmm. So that was really, I, I like too, like how um, Frank Oz kind of like spliced in these like just crude yeah. sketches really yeah. as yeah. like a way to, to kind of like break up from just Derek. Yeah. It was it was really great. One thing that I really loved was how in the beginning of the show he made everybody grab a card, yes, and identify themselves. Mm-hmm. And he's got like all of these white cards, and it's like I am, and then it just it is basically like anything. Like there's just mm-hmm. hundreds of them basically, and it's like, uh, I am a ninja. <laughs> I am a journalist. Like stuff like that, where it's like it's there's it's fun a... stuff, there's serious stuff, mm-hmm. and and there's everything in between. Yeah, and everybody has to choose one. Um, and then it all, and it comes back. Yes. And it's like, dude, honestly, man, that man. ending. So, so <laughs> let me, so like, before we get into that, like, is Delgadio like a magician too? So he's not a magician per se. He's a really, he's a world-class sleight of hand artist. Okay. So, and a god, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, he's not a magician per se. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't call this a magic show. Mm-hmm. I would call it a, a sleight of hand show. Yeah, because the card tricks were really interesting. And cool. Yeah, like super cool, especially to like when he got to the point like where he was talking about the story, which by the way, like the, you can't tell a wolf from a dog until Such you're too close. Such a good story. That was my favorite story. Out my of favorite thing was the book. Yes, the book is fantastic. The, um, the, sailor, the sailor's book yes. for me was like everything like it's just such an interesting concept yeah but like real quick like with when he's doing like the dog and the wolf story and like he's telling like oh you know like you got to learn to like use the sleight of hands and like um like figure out like the spades and then he was like oh well like somebody criticized me for not having them in order and he laughs and then he flips over all of them and it's literally like heart diamond clubs in order in numerical order yes. so and goes, i was like it goes from one all the way down to 10 and then from jack to ace yes and i was like oh my god because he does it on the first one and, you, mm-hmm. and he flips it over and everyone's like cool and then he's like well i gotta do it for all of them and then yeah. all the other ones are also like that and he's blindfolded he, yes. he put his top he put the tie around his uh his eyes mm-hmm. and i was like god this guy is fucking awesome yeah like <laughs> I, I don't know how you get that good and at apparently something. so he said that because so the thing about it is at that point in the show, you're you're kind of like right in the middle. Mm-hmm. So like at that point, he he said um, he was like somehow miraculously five hundred and whatever shows. I think it was like five hundred and twelve or something. Mm-hmm. He was like in the New York shows, five hundred twelve of them in a row. I never I never missed one, which is insane. He was like in California, there was a few that I I didn't get like exactly, mm-hmm. and that kind of like. It kind of dampered the experience just a little bit because if you if you fuck that up, yeah, the audience is like ah, uh, kind of yeah. like oh that could have been and cool, but it was a missed ending, opportunity. Yeah, the ending doesn't have as much weight, right? Then. But he nailed every single New York show, and mm-hmm. it's just it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, my personal favorite. Well, so what what did you love about the wolf and the dog story so much? It was just like this interesting kind of concept to think about, which I've never heard that term before. I don't remember what the actual term was. I wrote it down. Oh, the the time between dog and wolf by the time, like, so, like, you don't realize before it's too late that it's a wolf. So I thought that was, like, a really interesting term just to be, like, you, 
you don't know who you can trust until it's too late. Mm-hmm. Um, and pairing that with like this gambling story where he is trying to just like do something to like learn a trade basically and make money for himself doing something that like isn't really um the the best morally right but it then ties in with the ruletista yeah um because he's kind of playing that roulette and you start to learn like okay like you know if you fuck this up and like people start counting your hand and then they realize then you're going to die yeah and it's like this whole thing of just like him trying to learn something and then be good at it enough to survive yeah so i i really like that story too yeah i thought the sailor's book was incredible Mm -hmm. when he pulls out this gigantic i mean this thing is thick like it is it that thing looks like it weighs at least 20 pounds it looks like it's two atlas shrugs combined (laughs) (laughs) and atlas shrug is a big book yeah and basically, he goes on talking about how there, back in the day, these sailors used to use these this book, mm-hmm. and they would have to map out the stars above them, mm-hmm. and that's kind of how they would give it. Then basically, they would give it to the next sailor so that they knew directionally where they were going. And on cloudy nights, when there were no stars, they would have to kind of just make it up as they went Mm -hmm. and then the next night hopefully it cleared up and then they can kind of get their way back to where they needed to be and he uses that concept with the audience in such a unique way yeah where he actually kicks out an audience member Mm -hmm. before the show ends and he says i want you to fill out as in in as many pages as you want Mm mm-hmm where like you you can fill out the show what you remember from the show the the beginning and the middle and then you have to make up the ending Mm -hmm. and they get really emotional yeah like i i'm getting chills now from it literally like 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 the idea too of like mr tomorrow and mr yesterday like really interesting for like a show because it forces somebody to come back and then they then have two different perspectives yeah um, one from the day prior where it's like you only got up to like your point where you have to make up your story. And then the second day when you actually get to see the ending yeah. and then you compare it and yeah, like it's just, it was so emotional to see people like bear their soul about not just what the ending of the, the story was, but like, um, Delgadio himself or themselves. Yes. Like that one guy who's like, you started off the show with us grabbing these cards and claiming who we are and the guy starts like crying and he's mm-hmm. just like and immediately i didn't know what to grab yeah because i don't know myself mm-hmm. and i was just like god this is just like yeah heartbreaking stuff yeah but i think it's i think it's so i think what works about it is the audience the type of audience that went there mm-hmm. the type of crowd that act that he was able to <clears throat> um the type of crowd that he was able to get to come and gather together and see these shows, because at the end of the day, I mean, there were some cases where like, you know, some people didn't really bear their soul. Some people were just yeah. silly about it and like stupid. Yeah. That's where it's like, Oh, I, I picked the ninja yeah. or I picked the dinosaur. Or stuff just like, like that. even like, even like with the book, like some mm-hmm. people didn't like take yeah, that one book guy so like seriously. Just, just said, fuck you over and yeah. over again. <laughs> so like, and you know, that's like, and, and you're going to get those, but mm-hmm. like overall, like I feel like a lot of people actually took it like really, really seriously. And I, I thought it was interesting where you put people in this, in this 
situation where they kind of have a chance to be vulnerable and they decide like to fully embrace it. And they're like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to actually take this really seriously and, and go with it. Mm-hmm. And then, and then again, you have like the people who are really stupid with it and, and don't really care. I was surprised that the book actually came back all those shows. Oh yeah. I was assuming that at some point, like somebody, somebody couldn't make like, it. Not, yeah. And just like not bring it back. Yeah. Um, there were two points too in the film that like, I was absolutely blown away by like how, like, I don't understand how he did it. The male. The male is one of them um, because it's literally like on the spot asking people like, you know, which which because there was like a secondary card or something like that where it's like, oh, you have to pick up like, oh, the father, the mother, the friend, the lover, stuff like that mm-hmm. and ask them which one and then you have to read the card. Yeah. So he like literally goes up to he grabs a ladder mm-hmm. and he goes up to one of the like the cutouts in the uh in the wall behind him and he's literally just like telling a story mm-hmm. and he's just pulling out the mail mm-hmm. and he's just like looking at and they're just random envelopes yep. and he's just pulling out the mail and then he and then he asks you know uh one for like you know one of the he grabs one of those cards and and he says you know okay uh who is this mm-hmm. and and, you know, a woman gets up and then she sits down. And, and again, like you're seeing this compilation of like all these people throughout all of these shows and sitting down next to him. And and I don't know how he how he did it, mm-hmm. where he says, choose one of these letters and they pick a random letter. Yeah. I don't understand how it, how this I don't know how he did it, but because like, they're he, personalized, they're personalized letters from loved ones. Mm-hmm. And they he, they chose a random letter. Yeah. I don't understand how he did this. I don't know. I, <laughs> it, it's like some real fucking like Chris Angel mind it freak really type is. shit. Like I don't know how he got a hold of like something like this. And it doesn't It doesn't even seem like it's plausible to do it beforehand. Because right. it's all right there then right. now. And the, cra- the, the crazy or like one of my favorite things about it was the simple fact where he goes, you're going to see he's like he's like two things are about to happen. You're going to see one of them and we're going to see the other one. Yes. And he's explaining how you're going to see this letter like literally become a personalized letter to you pers- mm-hmm. like for you. And we're going to see how you change and react to that. Mm-hmm. And I was just like. Wow. I was blown away by like how the facial features changed on everybody. Yeah. Going from like surprised to shocked to then emotional. Yeah. Especially the woman mm-hmm. whose father had like, I think it was Alzheimer's mm-hmm. and the the immigrant man mm-hmm. who like he somehow got these this family from another country to write a letter to them. Yeah. And male, I just don't understand. And then the older man too, where it's like the he was the father and like getting this the letter from his son yeah. that he hasn't seen in years. Yeah, very emotional. It's just it, I'm telling you, man. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and and then what was your second one? The ending, like when he asked everybody to stand up. Yeah, and he's literally guessing what everybody's um card was. Yeah, and getting every single every, one just right, not missing. And like, one. man, like I, I. <laughs> I talked to somebody about this last night, too, because somebody asked me, like, um, you know, what's, like, the latest movie you've seen? And I told them, like, in and of itself. They're like, oh, what's that? And I, I went on the whole spiel. And I, I said to them, I was like, you know, like, I joke about it, but, like, c- kind of so. Like, I, I say, like, I'm comfortably numb, like, with my emotions. And this scene, like, really opened up to me. Like, oh, yeah. I, I was, like actually like on the verge of like bursting out crying i actually cried yeah like i because i don't know uh 
I, I don't know if it was just like the time of day that mm-hmm. I watched it because it was like ev- it was like more towards the evening. It was like 7 p.m. I think is like around like when I started it, and I just gave it a shot. Mm-hmm. And by 8:30, I'm like weeping. Yes. I'm like, what is like, going I had, on? I had tears from it because like <laughs> it got to this point where you know he's he's saying like what these people see themselves as when he when he sees his mom yes his when his own mother's there and when he tells a story about the brick yes and then the ending with the brick on the mm-hmm. side dude i mean yeah, i don't no, know I, I was like how like amazing <laughs> <laughs> um uh, and then i thought about it too i was like man if like if i went to see that and i saw that there i would fucking be like oh i, I want to take this brick home and then i'm like no i can't because other people that saw this show need to right. see that it's here yeah but yeah, like when he's because it's literally a room of like 50, 60 people and he's guessing every single one. Right. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, you can sit down if I get you right. Right. And it's amazing. Like first try, he's getting every single and you one. You see the the physical reaction that these people have. Yes. Like some of them are like, yeah, you got it. And they sit down and some people like can't like are like shaking. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's his name? Was there a fucking uh uh, Bill Gates was there. No, I know. I saw him. And, and I was like, wow, why is Bill Gates here? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what's his name? The other magician, not Chris Angel, the other guy. Um, I can't think of his name. The weird dude who's like, mm-hmm. he, he does like more like stunts now at this point. He's like, I'm going to hold my breath for 17 days. Oh, yeah. The one that like eats glass. Yeah, that guy. I can't, yeah. I can't think of his name. But, it's Chris um, something? No, it's no. not Chris. Whatever. Him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's there. there there's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's some celebrities there. But I like that they didn't incorporate, like, so many celebrities there Mm -hmm. that it was, like, taking away, like, oh, like, it kind of, like, added more to it, actually, in my opinion, where it was, like, wow, like, It's just enough where it's, like, oh, look at these people that, like, actually showed up. Yeah. Um, And, but, yeah, I mean, when he's, like, I don't even know what I would call it. Like, I find it more than, like, him guessing what they are. It's, like. It's an intuition of, like, knowing. I guess it's kind of, like, how I would explain it. Like, Mm -hmm. he's, like, actually seeing them. And. When he when he sees them, and and they get and he gets it right, the emotional like effect that it has on these people, of like literally like they're shaking and they sit down and they just have to like sit there with themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I want to go home and watch it again because it's just so good. Yeah, I mean, I would love to like show some people this film just because like it really kind of like encapsulated you know who we identify ourselves as. Yeah. And, like, what I really ended up taking away from the film was because uh, Delgadio, like, just really gets, like, emotional for the entire film. Like, it's, it's like, he's literally telling these stories but holding back tears the entire time. Yeah. I mean, and go ahead. It, it becomes, like, the story of, like, him talking about his past, present, and future of, like, how he grew up and, like, how he is now and, like, how that came to be and what he looks for in the future. But at the same time, too, it's this story of, like, our own mortality and like it's it's also like a story about like how we view ourselves yeah that's and really what it comes down to it's like, all about like self-worth and yeah and whether know. it be like self-conscious or not like it, it's how we see ourselves and like how we take like one attribute of ourselves and like really showcase like this is who we are and this is what we can say of like this is my personality yeah i mean the the brick story is heartbreaking mm-hmm. when the mother and finding out that his mom was a lesbian the message in the bottle was really awesome yeah how he did that yeah, like that, super like, cool like, with the so shadow ma- puppet there's so many things mm-hmm. there's so many things and i don't want to like if you haven't seen it you have to watch it yeah like honestly in my opinion this is like one of those things where it's like no 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 you have to sit down and watch mm-hmm. this like you have to yeah 
the ending when all of the pe- all of the the shelves behind yes. him like just were like paper. One final like, hey, mm-hmm. fuck you. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the shelves were paper except for the Rulatista. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how that was done. You There's can do just, that in post. Yeah, maybe. No, <laughs> That's I, the one you I can do. I just post. don't understand it. It really is. It is. It's truly mind blowing. Yeah, like how how they were able to do all of, all of this because he's literally interacting with all of these shelves, mm-hmm. and then at the end they all just fall off like they were just printed on pieces of paper, yeah. like laminated paper. And I sh- it's just like, how does that even make sense? I know. And then he looks back at the Rulasista and like puts the gu- like the handgun up to his head. Yeah. And by that I mean his hand, his hand not right. a handgun, right? A finger gun. <laughs> yes. Um. And then just says click. Yeah. And then the film ends, and it's it's just a fucking great way to end it too. Yeah. It was so it's powerful, it's emotional, it's funny, it's it's just something that I really was surprised about, mm-hmm. and I just want to recommend it to as many people as possible because I just I I literally have heard nobody's talking about this. Yeah. And. I just feel like more people need to see this because it is honestly something that is so shocking to watch and so emotional that I think that if you truly sit down with it and don't be stupid with it and like actually like give yourself to it, you will get emotional and it's mm-hmm. going to affect you. And it, it and it did on me. Yep, me too. And that's why I give it eleven out of ten. Ooh, King of Spades. I got the scale. I gotta like it. It's literally, so good. It, it like for fucking like fifteen minutes, it broke me. <laughs> like I was just like I can't function for a little. I literally like after I finished, I turned it off and I just I went to bed. Yeah, I couldn't fucking like I I couldn't do anything else. Yeah, um, yeah, ten out of ten for me personally. Honestly, mm-hmm. I really thought it was truly, truly incredible, and I think it's um I'm very I'm really excited to see or if he does anything else like if if he's live he's living in New York now he's in the city yeah so um if he does have another show I am gonna try to go there and see it it's, yeah so he's a, he's a man that I'm following now um as a re- as for a recommendation it goes hand in hand with him because he also released a book hmm. called A Moral Man and uh it's kind of like a companion piece to in and of itself mm-hmm. he kind of he tells some of some similar stories that he tells in in the uh in the show but with more detail and uh it is really personal he, he tells a crazy story about him learning about sleight of hand and him actually like being a, a dealer to a poker game that like an underground poker game that's very illegal and <laughs> if he fucks up he will get shot and mm-hmm. die and um, it's a really, really interesting book. Hmm. Um, and I haven't finished it yet, but it's probably going to be like one of the one of my favorite books that I've read this year so far. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's where that's where we are. OK, uh, it's just I just blown away by this piece. And I think that you guys should definitely see it. No, absolutely. Uh, Zach, what are we doing next? What movie are we doing next? No, I thought we we're doing your discussion. No, we're going to do your movie and then my discussion. Ugh, it's always something with you. <laughs> um, so, in in the same sense of, like, the last episode when we did The Crucible, where it was kind of like the Shakespearean play type thing, um, I want to redeem myself from that because it seemed like you didn't really like that. You're going to do Fences? No. Oh. <clears throat> we are going to be doing the 2015 version of Macbeth with Michael Fassbender. I haven't seen that. I saw it. I loved it. 
You don't want to do Romeo and Juliet with uh, Leonardo no, we're, DiCaprio? No, Romeo, <laughs> Romeo plus Juliet. Yeah, that movie's <laughs> trash. Oh, yeah. I hate that movie. <laughs> um, okay, so Macbeth. Yep. Okay, cool. Zach, take us out. All right, guys, thank you for listening. Now, Frank, Mr. Tomorrow, pack your shit. It's time to go. Yeah. <laughs>